0: The season is about to begin. Welcome to the first ever Jethro's Barbecue Radio Sound Off podcast on whoradio.com. I'm Travis Justice. Joining me again this year for the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off, the one, the only, my pal, your pal, everybody's pal. The man from the east side, Ross Peterson. What's, What's up? up? I'm doing well, man. How are you? You know, I couldn't be more excited to get back in the studio with you on Saturday. It just seems like um, we just finished up last season. We're kicking off another season, Ross, and there's there's so many things that we don't know. There's so many things that we think we do know. But it's that element of unknown heading into the season opener against Wyoming that uh, kind of has me... Rather excited.
1: Let me see if I can hit on the highlights of those three. Okay? okay. So the the known. We know we've got a really good offensive line. Yes. We know we have two solid running backs. Yes. We know we have a really good defense.
0: Uh, you have a good defense. We have a good defense on the front uh, line and the linebackers. We don't know how good it is in the defensive
1: back. Very fair point and clarification. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. We know we're really deep at tight end.
0: Yes, yeah. which those tight ends uh, could be used as wide receivers at some point during the season, may be used as wide receivers on Saturday. But let's talk about what everybody's talked about early on, because it's it's low-hanging fruit, and it's easy to knock one out right away. And that's the Iowa quarterback situation. Yeah, Nate
1: Stanley named today? Uh,
0: yeah, Monday. Yeah, yeah, on Monday. And I, I was talking about this on my morning show on uh, KXNO, which I host with Heather Burnside. Of course, you do the Sports Fanatics on KXNO with Chris Williams. Uh, but we were talking about how nobody's really leaning one way or another on this because we don't know really how either can play in a game type situation. I think when the Jake Rudock C.J. Bethard quarterback controversy was happening, A, Iowa wasn't playing very well that the year that Rudock was the starter. Uh, people wanted to see what C.J. Bethard could do, and they had some idea of what his mobility and what his arm strength was. With Nathan Stanley and, and Tyler Wiegers, we really don't have an, an idea of what either one of these guys can do in a game like situation.
1: I think that's really fair, Travis. And that's uh, one of the reasons why, you know, we saw guys like Mike, uh, Mark Morehouse and guys that were actually there at, uh, at Media Days and, and there for all the practices that the media was available to be at. They came out and said that Nathan Stanley, Nate Stanley, sorry, going to take me a while to cut that down. Uh, Nate Stanley was the guy that was uh, the obvious frontman in this job. I think that's exactly what the coaching staff was waiting for is that um, that Saturday mentality. They were, they were waiting, first of all, for Nate Stanley to separate himself from Tyler Wiegers. That obviously didn't happen. But they also didn't want to shut the door on Tyler Wiegers. They didn't want to make him think that uh, there couldn't be a chance for him on a Saturday to really show what he could do. Earlier in the year, maybe a couple weeks ago, Chad Leistico posted that piece about uh, uh, the, the quarterback situation, the three-man battle that involved um, uh, Chuck Hartleap. Where he was the third guy. Yep. And basically that's what it came down to, Travis. He was the guy that played best on Saturdays in the Hawkeye uniform. And that's why he went from third to first. And I think there might have been a little bit of that sticking around with Kirk Ferentz, waiting to see if one of these guys kind of showed that uh, you know, bright, light, biggest uh, biggest stage type mentality.
0: Now let's say that I drink the black and gold Kool-Aid, which I do. Yeah. And it, what, if everything works out the way it's supposed to work out, this is ideal because you have a true sophomore that is starting at quarterback and if he's if he's everything we believe he can be and the coaches believe he can be this gives you barring injury some stability at a position that's crucial for the next three seasons
1: yeah and Travis i mean if you're going to if we're going to focus on that maybe the bright the bright side of this extremely optimistic side uh, you've got a sophomore quarterback that's uh that has some potential and is it can be pretty good but on top of that if, if you're really going to look at that as you know, down the road, look at what he's going to have around him. Yes. You, you, have a, you have a really good offensive line that most of those guys are going to be coming back. Uh, let's see, uh, Welsh will be graduating, Botker will be graduating. But other than that, Daniels, eh, interesting to see. Keegan Render will be back. Myers goes away, but you still have Alaric Jackson. You're going to have uh, Paulson coming back. Tristan Wirfs is just a freshman. And now you've got some weapons around him at receiver that are young also. Because Brandon Smith, just a freshman. Uh, Nick Easley's going to have another year. Devontae Young, just a sophomore. Uh, th- that tight end group that we talked about, most of those guys are freshmen or sophomores. Uh, uh, Fant and Weeding are, are sophomores, and then Hawkinson's a freshman. So if if Nathan Stanley, if Nate Stanley is a good quarterback, you're absolutely right, Travis. This is something to, to be optimistic about. He doesn't just provide stability. He maybe even provides some, uh, uh, you know, something to look forward with this Hawkeye offense, through the air, which we haven't had in a long time.
0: And I'm going to cut you some slack when it comes to Nate and Nathan because on the Iowa depth chart on the Iowa game notes, it does say Nathan. So I'm going to cut you some slack.
1: Because okay? well, I'm, I'm,
0: that, I'm that
1: nice to you. We're doing this uh, on Tuesday <laughs> evening, and, and, and it was just announced today. So it's going to take me a minute, which I'm okay with. The Nate Stanley, I'm okay with
0: that. But uh, this is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off podcast. We're leading up to our first Sound Off of the season, which is coming up on Saturday as the Hawkeyes take on Wyoming. Uh, the game starts at 11 o'clock. Sound Off will start approximately 3 o'clock. Go all the way up till 7 o'clock. We'll be taking your phone calls, be taking your tweets, all sorts of good stuff. We're excited to be back for another season. And I'm also going to bring you something else up about Nate Stanley, okay. especially when it comes to this year and the first game, Ross, because we know the wide receiver position at Iowa was pretty depleted. We don't know um, how good this core is going to be. But the good news is you got to, you already mentioned the offensive line, but when you have guys like Akram Wadley in the backfield and James Butler – if you can have a strong running game and establish that run, that really takes the pressure off of Stanley to
1: be able to have to produce in the, in the passing game. 100 percent, man. That's, uh, you know, this team cannot be one dimensional, and they, they very much look that way right now because you've got that big, uh, experienced offensive line and those two running backs, coupled with an absolute question mark in the passing game right now. Th- this team looks very one dimensional, but as you know, Travis. Being one-dimensional, what's the right way to say this? Uh, You can be one-dimensional if you're two-dimensional. If you've got another dimension, you can really beat somebody up in one thing. If everybody knows you've got one weapon, it's really hard to be one-dimensional. And so the Hawkeyes are going to have to get something through the air. And maybe this game against Wyoming uh, is a chance to do that, Travis. This is not a great defense. It's one of the – I mean, this is certainly in the lower half of the defenses you're going to see this year, probably – third or fourth worst uh, returning defense um, on the Hawkeyes' schedule. So this is this is a, a good first game for Nate Stanley um, to see what he can do. But I, I expect a huge running attack all season long, and why wouldn't you? It's definitely your strength.
0: Yeah. Are you anxious to see what uh, Brian Ferentz does as offensive coordinator? Because I don't think we're going to see that big of a
1: difference. I don't think we do either. Um, I, I mean, I can't imagine what... First of all, I think Brian Ferentz is limited by this roster that we're talking about here. Uh, again, you're everybody that looks at this knows you're a team built to run the ball. So I think Brian Ferentz is smart enough to play to his strengths, and we're going to see a very conservative, ball-control, um, you know, run-heavy offense. And I'm not sure that that's indicative necessarily of Brian Ferentz's style. I, I won't try to cast that onto him yet. I think that's more of just working with the tools that he's going to have in the toolbox here right away.
0: I want you guys to write this number down because after the game, you're going to want to be calling uh, 515-284-1040. That's 515 uh, 284 515- that's the number to call uh, when you uh, are driving home from Iowa City or you get done watching the game on Saturday because we want to take your phone calls, we want to take your emails, we want to take your tweets. And you can also follow us on Twitter. I highly encourage you to do that. We're very active on social media, at SoundOffWHO. And like the WHO Facebook page because Ross and I will be going Facebook Live uh, before the game After the first quarter, after the second quarter, after the third quarter, and immediately after the game as we get you ready for the first sound off of the year. And of course, at some point during uh, Saturday, we're going to go live with our spread from Jethro's Barbecue. I was just thinking about (laughs) that.
1: You were talking about doing Facebook Live. I started grinning, thinking, oh, we get Jethro's delivered to us on Saturday.
0: We got the phone call from Jethro's today, and they asked what we wanted. You know what I said? I said, surprises. I said, anything but the fish from Fish. I didn't want ready for fish yet, but I said surprise us on Saturday and bring it at noon. I know people really feel sorry for us for getting food, but we're here. We're taste testers. We're here to deliver the the goods to everybody who who listens to Sound Off and
1: follows us on social yeah, media. Travis, that's the way to th- pitch this thing. We're doing everybody a public service. That's exactly right. Here's the problem when you go to Jethro's. There's so much stuff that you see on the menu that you want to try, and you can only try one thing because the servings are so big. So you got to make four trips there just to try, and you're probably going to try three things because you're going to love one of your first two trips and retry that item. So we're here to sample all those things and tell you what's good and what's great. That's the way to pitch that.
0: Hey, did you know, Ross? Kirk Ferentz teams have finished in the Associated Press top ten on five occasions since 1999, and in four of those seasons, the Hawkeyes were led by first-year quarterback starters. Brad Banks in 2002, Nathan Chandler in 2003, Drew Tate in 2004, uh, no, and I, C.J. Beathard in 2015.
1: I I, I didn't. That, that's news to me. I, it plays into the false cliché that Ferentz sees regression in these young quarterbacks as they move through his system. Uh, you, you can look at the quarterback efficiency numbers, and, and and that will dispel the myth. If you really look at the... The numbers put up by these quarterbacks in their in their second or third starting seasons, you'll see what we're talking about here. But there is this myth that the quarterbacks somehow have a regression, Travis, as they move through a, a Kirk Ferentz system. And I've always, as I tried to break this down last year, um, I came to the conclusion that's just that perception that we take from the team. That however the team does, that we assume the quarterback had that type of year. If the if the team's six and six, you think the quarterback was mediocre. If the team's twelve and zero, you think the quarterback was absolutely amazing. And when you go and look at the break those seasons down, um, there's not that massive regression that a lot of Hawkeye fans think there are.
0: You know what I like about the Iowa culture. I, I know it can be boring and sometimes stale, but I think if you look at what Iowa has now, which are two players that rushed for a thousand plus yards in 2016, Akram Wadley, and of course uh, James Butler did it you know most teams talk about a quarterback controversy i think in any other situation ross teams would be talking about a running back controversy i don't think you have that because of the culture and i think each player understands what their role is heading into this team which which wadley's the guy we know that but butler can add so much a in third down situation and
1: catching balls out of the back that's the point i hadn't even thought of man if you hadn't if uh, LaShawn Daniels and Akram Wadley each hadn't gone over 1,000 yards last year, you have, we absolutely would be having that conversation yes. about which one of these guys is going to be the feature back. But we all know that a Ferrance offense and a team can, uh, you know, two strong rushers can exist in that and thrive. So I, I, that, that's a very good point. I hadn't even thought about that. We haven't had one conversation. We talked as we were leading up to spring football about what that split would be. I still think you know Wadley's going to be the starter. I think he's the guy that gets the first carry, and I think at the end of the year he's probably the guy with fifty-one percent of the carries. Now, when they announced that James Butler was coming, I was thinking seventy thirty. I moved, <laughs> I moved to sixty forty, and now I'm real close to that fifty fifty line, and I'm okay with that because this guy looks fantastic. And Travis, the one thing I am interested with this uh, Brian Ferentz offense is how he gets the hands into the balls of those two playmakers. you got to get in your playmakers. Yep. So so moving those guys around the field, I loved what our buddy uh, Mark Emmert from the Des Moines Register, he caught up with Akron Wadley today, and I saw a tweet he put out that uh, Wadley said to look for him around all around the field. And Mark, who's pretty quick, said, are you talking Wildcat? And he said, well, not quite Wildcat, but Akron Wadley did uh, – Peel that, that, that little curtain back a little bit to say they're working on moving him around the field, and that's encouraging.
0: Now the Hawkeyes are taking on Wyoming, a team that had one of its best seasons in recent history last year. Uh, Ross, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you because I've known Craig Bull for a long time. I've known Craig Bull since like, that. like 1999. He was the he was an assistant coach at Nebraska when I was covering the Huskers. Then he was uh, the defensive coordinator. He was one that was let go or fired by Frank Solich when things really started to go south. And But I've always been a big Craig Bull fan, and I like what he did at North Dakota State. You can't argue that he was able to win at North Dakota State and he was able to recruit at North Dakota State. Carson Wentz is a perfect example. He's been able to create a similar turnaround at Wyoming. Now, is it where he wants it to be? No. But I think if you're coming to Kinnick Stadium on Saturday thinking this is a pushover first game, don't do that because Josh Allen, their quarterback, is one of the most talked-about quarterbacks in the country. Many people think he's going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. That's That's a ways away. But he's big, he's mobile, and he's got a Ben Roethlisberger arm.
1: Yeah, no doubt, man. He, you go to YouTube, because Sage Rosenfels told us this on Monday on our CyHawk Reaction Program from uh, 5 to 6 on Cakes and He said, go to YouTube and just type in Josh Allen Highlight. And uh, and I, I did exactly what he said. And uh, my jaw hit the floor about 30 seconds into that video. When you see Josh Allen, and you, you described him perfectly, Travis, big kid, was 6'5", something like that. Yeah, 6'5". Yeah. Uh, and... Mobile is one of those guys that's a lot faster than he looks. Looks like he's running effortlessly, and he's just stretching a lead away from guys, uh, walking away from them, and then a cannon of an arm. And another, again, effortless. He walks up to the uh, the line of scrimmage and is able to flick the ball. Chuck Long said he has an 85 yard arm, and in that video, you'll see him flick the ball 40 yards effortlessly. This guy is an absolute NFL talent. The one thing that you know we we've I think since maybe about April, I've heard Josh Allen's name fifty thousand times. It yes. just seems like everybody—we've all been aware of this guy. It, there is going to be a few wow moments in this game, but the team that is around him, uh, Travis, is not a very good football team. He he loses a lot of his wide receivers. Uh, the defense is not a very good defense. It's coming back. Their offensive line loses their center, and that was their the he was the stud of their offensive line and they have a freshman playing that position against this Hawkeye defense. So, uh, Josh Allen's very good and he he will pose a threat and against this depleted and questionable Iowa secondary, I think that's it's it's certainly a concern. But I'm not too I'm not too worried about this game right now.
0: See, I and I could make the and I could, and I'm not I'm playing good cop, bad cop here, no. but but I can make the argument that they're depleted from last year. But if Craig Bowe had recruited like we think he's been recruiting, uh, then they should be able to fill those holes. Now, a lot is yet to be seen, and what I think Alan can do and will do uh, is he's an extremely good talent. Watch some of those highlights, and he'll make Brett Favre like mistakes. And what I mean by that is you get him on the run; he tries because he knows he, he has a cannon. He tries to force things. And sometimes when you try to force things, it, it throws really bad interceptions. I'm going to watch that number on Saturday, Ross. Is that turnover, uh, not the fumbles, but how many picks Iowa can get? Because if they can pick him off two or three times, uh, you, you got yourself an yeah, Iowa that win could be for a, sure.
1: Yeah, I like that. Two or three, two or three turnovers in this game. Should be in Iowa. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yep. And, and so that, that's something to, to look forward to. And but it, it's going to be a good game. We got the new turf. We got the Tiger Hawk in the middle of the field. We've mm. got student tickets are sold out. I, I was kind of making fun of Iowa the other day. They sent out a tweet saying student tickets are sold out. I'm like, that's not something you should be like going, hey, hey. they should be <laughs> like happening every year, shouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Don't celebrate. It's like something that should happen all, all the time. But uh, you know, this is the you, you've got Wyoming. Then you've got at Iowa State, North Texas, Penn State. The, the, the first four games, Ross, not an easy stretch for the Hawks. Not
1: at all, Travis. And I think even, you know, we're talking about that secondary and how that's the question mark of the defense. Um, and, you're, of course, you're going to be without Manny Rugumbo who's getting a team suspension yeah. on, uh, on on Saturday. But in, this, in the month of September, you might be seeing the three best quarterbacks, or th- I should say three of the best quarterbacks you'll see all season. Uh, Josh Allen on Saturday. Jacob Park coming into the season with some expectation and some hype with Iowa State next week. And then the last game of September, you get Chase McSorley coming into town with Penn State. Uh, this this We're going to find out right away. We're going to know by a month from where we sit right now exactly how good this defense is because we'll know exactly how good that second is. You know, is. you
0: brought up Ackerman Wadley, and I'm going to say this. Um, Heather asked me on the radio show if, if Iowa was even obligated to let people know. And I said, actually... Uh, Iowa played it brilliantly. And what I mean by that is if you would have waited till this week to make the announcement, it would've it would have hogged the news headlines. It would have people would have said, Oh my God, what's gonna happen? And if you don't say anything you get to Saturday and you say what happened and they'll say Josh Allen burns you deep. But now you do it two weeks before the first game. You get it out of the way; it dominates the news for maybe one one and a half days, and it's forgotten about. You, you and, confused
1: me. You said Wadley, You meant Regamba. Uh, Regamba. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, okay. yeah, yeah, sorry.
0: Right. Manny Regamba. So yes. Yeah, so you, um, you you take it out of the news cycle, and it's not even an issue when the game happens. I, it's, that's why I'm glad they announced it two weeks mm-hmm. ago instead of you know today at the at the news conference or even on Saturday before the game.
1: And and Travis, I I didn't know this until I was talking with uh, with Chad and Mark that. Um, this stemmed from an issue a while back. This was something that they had actually made the decision on, um, you know, a long time ago. And the, apparently, the meeting he was late to, or whatever the situation is, uh, that he's that earned him this one game suspension. Actually, it didn't happen just like a couple of weeks ago. This is something that they they knew about. So interesting. So, so, so the timing of that, I think that there, there's you're, you're on to something there because they did do it, you know, did a week ago or so, so.
0: So the schedule for Saturday is this. Kickoff at eleven o'clock. You can hear the game on News Radio 1040 WHO. We will be live on Facebook right before the game, after the first quarter at halftime, after the third quarter, and immediately after the game. Make sure to go to the WHO Facebook page and like uh, the WHO Facebook page today, so you can get those updates. Follow WHO Radio Sound Off on Twitter at. Um, Sound off, WHO. We will be tweeting throughout the game, uh, having a lot of fun. It's not always politically correct, but it's always (laughs) brutally honest. All right? And then immediately after the game, uh, you're going to listen to the Hawkeye postgame show on the Learfield Hawkeye Network. And then as soon as that's over, right around 3 o'clock. The Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff will take to the air on News Radio 1040 WHO. 515-284-1040 is the number to call. I'm Travis Justice. I'll be hosting right along Ross Peterson. We'll talk to you on Saturday, and go Hawks. World famous ribs on two. Ready? Break. Down. Set. Jethro's. Jethro's. Hot, hot.
1: Jethro's Barbecue, your game day tailgate headquarters. Jethro's Barbecue voted best barbecue in Des Moines, best wings in Des Moines, best nachos in Des Moines. Jethro's Barbecue, y'all come for the football and stay for the party. Jethro's Barbecue featuring world famous slow smoked ribs. Jethro's Barbecue, six convenient metro locations and now open in Ames, 1301 Buckeye Avenue just off Duff. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's
0: the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?